Your spring is about to get a lot more power with the Home Depot. Get gas-like power from mowing, trimming, and blowing with the Ryobi 18-volt OnePlus system starting at just $89. Mowing power that can take on a third of an acre with one charge. Trimming power with up to two hours of runtime. And blowing power with 110 miles per hour of clearing force. All of one interchangeable battery. Get cordless gas-like power for the entire lawn with the Ryobi 18-volt OnePlus system. Only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Creative Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. This is on Tuesday morning, our waiver wire show. We are heading into week nine. Not the best waiver wire week that we have ever had. Uh, obviously, we did just get done with a week with a bunch of quarterback injuries. We also are back to the buys this week. We have been, uh, we had no buys. Not really sure why the NFL chose to do that, but we are going to be trying to cover up some holes in our fantasy football rosters for sure. Again, probably not a week that you need to be spending a bunch of that fab that you have left. We're going to be making some moves at quarterback for sure. There are a couple wide receivers who are interesting. We'll do quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end, and then get out of here. So starting at the quarterback position, Some of you might have lost Kirk Cousins. Some of you might have a quarterback on a bye. And just in general, it's a position that we need to discuss. We haven't really discussed it that much the last two weeks. Again, do just need to mention Sam Howell. He's still not owned in more than 50% of leagues. He's got the league high in dropbacks. And then also just going to mention Gardner Minshew, who's basically just Sam Howell on the Colts. I would rank them... Howell, then Minshew of quarterbacks who are widely available. Then I would put Derek Carr uh, behind them. There are some quarterbacks who you you know you might just have been starting. Like if you have Brock Purdy, uh, you you've been starting him. So I think these guys are are decent pickups there. Getting into the new guys to discuss, we've got Will Levis who had an unbelievable first start against the Falcons. I did not really like Levis as a prospect. The dude took an unbelievable amount of sacks. He only took two sacks against the Falcons. He chucked the ball deep. And the Titans do kind of have the bones of a good passing offense because they have Hopkins, they have Burks, they have Chig, they have a good passing down specialist in Tajay Spears. You never know if you're going to get a 70-yard screen pass touchdown to Derrick Henry. I really wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't spend more than like 5% or whatever on Levis. Now in a super flex league, if he somehow did not get picked up, I would, uh, I would, I would lay the pipe on Will Levis. I think you could go 50, 60% of fab on Will Levis in a super flex league. And I definitely prefer Levis to any of the Vikings options. So that would be Jaron Hall, Carson Wentz, or Jameis Winston. We've gotten some reports that the Vikings are probably not going to trade for a quarterback. So that means, you know, kind of the Josh Dobbs, Kyler Murray, you know, some of that kind of stuff was floating around in there. I I think probably Wentz, Flacco, you know, someone like that is going to end up quarterbacking the Vikings. I think the best thing they could do would be to trade a late round pick for Jameis Winston. That would, I mean, Jameis would be a fantasy starter for sure in this Vikings offense. I think he'd be a top 12 quarterback. So maybe throw out a buck on Jameis Winston this week. 
And then the final note on quarterback is that just if you are in a 12-team league and Kyler Murray is available, and if you do not have an elite quarterback, if you don't have Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, or Lamar, you need to be picking up Kyler Murray. I think that Kyler Murray will you know, just come back and do what he always does, which is average over 20 fantasy points per game, so make sure that he is owned. Uh, let's do the running backs. So real quick, you just need to make sure Chuba Hubbard is owned in your league. You need to make sure that Zach Charbonnet is owned in your league. You need to make sure that Amari DiMercato is owned in your league. A couple other guys who are on the peripheral, Devin Singletary, he is basically just in a 50-50 timeshare with Damian Pierce at this point. Uh, Pierce Strong Jr., he is, like, drum forward, has this ankle injury. He only played, I think, two snaps in the first half, played more in the second half, but then Kareem Hunt played less in the second half than he did in the first half. So basically, Hunt and Ford are both banged up. So do with that what you will. I think Strong does probably need to be rostered in 12-team leagues. Uh, Travis Etienne had an ankle injury, came back in that game, but do monitor Tank Bigsby and Dearness Johnson. Savan Ahmed, I just think until the backfield is fully healthy in Miami, so that means nothing's wrong with Mostert, nothing is wrong with Jeff Wilson Jr., and a chain comes off of the IR. Ahmed is going to get a couple opportunities in every single game. Obviously, opportunities in the Miami offense are pretty important. Just I, I would not leave Ahmed out there in any league that is larger than a 12-team, 16-man roster. So if you only have 16-man rosters, I think you can leave him out there. Any larger than that, I do think he does probably need to be owned. But again, you know, you don't need to be you don't need to be laying the pipe on him. The two guys I think are interesting bids this week are Leonard Fournette. So basically, Latavius Murray, they they just got sick of it. Uh, it seems like Leonard Fournette is is signing with the Bills. Latavius can't do anything. Um, he's got five rushes inside the two-yard line, negative one yard accumulated on those one touchdown. I think he could be the goal line back. I think he could be the pass protection back, you know, over James Cook on third downs. Fournette was playing third downs over Rashad White. Um, but basically, DiMercato is the guy to pick up if you need to start this week. But Fournette, I, I mean, look. For whatever reason, it seems like the Bills do not like James Cook that much, so maybe Fournette is signing for a larger role than I've anticipated, but he does need to be owned. And then the last guy are the Giants guys, because Barkley has over 30 touches per game since returning from injury, including, I believe, 39 touches in their game against the Jets. I don't—Brita is just not going to get a large enough rushing role to start, what they did in the last game before Barkley returned was use Eric Gray as a rusher. Gray, I thought, was a good rusher at Tennessee and at Oklahoma. Maybe Daniel Jones coming back and, and with the offensive line getting healthy a little bit means that something like a 15-touch roll in the Giants' backfield is actually kind of valuable. Would not spend more than a buck on either of the Giants' guys. Would not spend more than... 10% of your fab on Leonard Fournette. Like, if Fournette is the guy this week who is going for 30% of people's budgets, just, you know, let him go with God. I just, I, I, it's really hard for me to imagine. Now, again, I have been wrong about these things. I really do really tend to underestimate these veteran running backs, but I, I just am not going to be spending it on, uh, on Leonard Fournette. Moving to the wide receivers, we do actually have a jam wide receiver bid here. We have Khalil Shakir. So Dawson Knox is having wrist surgery. The Bills went 
a ton of three wide receiver sets, 78% of their snaps against the Buccaneers. Season high route share for Khalil Shakir at 70%. He got 15% of the team's targets. And basically, I just think that the right thing for the Bills to do at this point is to just play this 11 personnel. The offense looked way better. The most important thing was that Deontay Hardy actually saw a decrease in snaps when Dawson Knox was out, so that was really unsu- that was really surprising to me. I I thought that Hardy would be ahead of Shakir. That is not the case. Shakir, I mean Shakir is better at drawing targets than Gabe Davis is. Let's be honest. Like Gabe Davis is not a good route runner. I I think you can spend anywhere from 20 to 50% of your fab on Shakir, depending on what your wide receiver room is like, depending on what your buys are like, depending on the injuries and stuff that you have on your squad. But if you would start Shakir, I do think that you can, I, I think you can comfortably spend on him. My favorite wide receiver uh, bid of the week, though, is Demario Douglas. Kendrick Bourne tore his ACL. Devontae Parker suffered a concussion. Douglas led the team in routes run, and he has got 20. He has uh, the last two games since he himself returned from an injury. He's got a 20 and a 25% target share. Juju Smith-Schuster did return to the Patriots lineup, but only had a 36% route participation on Sunday. Douglas, I think, is uh, probably a favorite to lead the Patriots in targets the rest of the way, probably a favorite to see over five targets per game, and everyone around the Patriots has kind of just insisted that he is very good. I, I think he is a very sneaky you know, 2023 Amon Ross St. Brown candidate. So I'm I'm bidding, I'm definitely bidding over 10% on him in a lot of spots. I, I think he is a really strong ad. Rashid Shahid just needs to be owned in every league at this point. Quentin Johnston, I I I've I cannot make up my mind on him. I've gone back and forth. I I personally have not dropped Johnston in any league, and I have made attempts to acquire him in a couple formats. So I guess, you know, don't tell me what you think. Tell me what you do. The skin in the game answer is that I do still I do still hold out hope for Quentin Johnston. And uh, Josh Palmer re-aggravated his knee injury in that Sunday game against the Bears, and we came back into the game, but eventually things like that tend to catch up with guys. So I think there's a larger role there for Johnston. A couple other guys. Jameson Williams, see if he gets dropped in your league. Jonathan Mingo uh, was second on the team in targets with a different play caller. Take that for whatever it's worth. Michael Wilson might be getting Kyler Murray back soon. And I I am keeping the light on for Tyquan Thornton. I think I'm probably the last guy on earth keeping the light on for Tyquan Thornton. But he's the only fast player on the Patriots. And now that they are suffering from multiple wide receiver injuries with Parker and and Bourne. I don't think there's no way he will be a healthy scratch. We'll, we'll see uh, who plays more between him, Jalen Rager, and Kayshawn Booty. Finally, our tight ends. Just get Taysom Hill. Just an, enough. I mean, he, Taysom Hill is carrying the ball. He's throwing the ball. He still ran a route on 48% of the team's dropbacks on Sunday, even with Juwan Johnson back and starting. He has 10 red zone carries over the last three games. Basically, Taysom has kind of the best opportunity to score touchdowns of any of these shitty tight ends that you're rostering. Obviously, make sure Trey McBride is is owned in your league. I mean, McBride is, again, about to get Kyler Murray back. I wouldn't be surprised to see Zach Ertz traded at some point. Uh, I'm recording this, I think, four hours before the trade deadline. So if Zach Ertz gets traded, that's another reason to like McBride. Logan Thomas might get traded. That would be a big reason to like him. Uh, Michael Mayer, again, 80% of the dropbacks on Monday Night Football. 
you know, we'll we'll see if Aiden O'Connell comes back in and kind of opens that role up for him. Kate Otten, again, 15% target share, 80% route participation. Donald Parham actually ran a bunch of routes, had a 13% target share, interested in him. Connor Hayward runs a route on like every time Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky drops back the pass, but he's Connor Hayward. Don't spend more than a buck. Same deal with Daniel Bellinger. Darren Waller suffered another hamstring injury. He's Darren Waller. That hamstring injury, you know, it might be might be life-threatening to him at this point. So like I said, not a particularly great week on the waiver wire. Went through all of the guys that I am monitoring in my leagues. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. That is going to do it for the waiver wire show. We'll see you back on Thursday for DFS Stuff with Jacob Sanderson. Later. Your spring is about to get a lot more power with the Home Depot. Get gas-like power from mowing, trimming, and blowing with the Ryobi 18-volt 1 Plus system starting at just $89. Mowing power that can take on a third of an acre with one charge. Trimming power with up to two hours of runtime. And blowing power with 110 miles per hour of clearing force. All of one interchangeable battery. Get cordless gas-like power for the entire lawn with the Ryobi 18-volt 1 Plus system only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.